Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group. It's Monday, October 2nd, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto is Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about Ether ETFs, Ethereum staking, macro moves, and more. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. October, as this month is known in some circles, is off to a strong start in crypto markets. After a few days of gently drifting upwards, prices for Bitcoin and Ether jumped sharply yesterday afternoon, with Bitcoin moving up almost 3% within just a few minutes. There doesn't seem to be a clear catalyst for yesterday's sharp jump, which suggests that it could have been triggered by a short squeeze. The crypto market has often seen these before. They are usually unwound relatively swiftly, however. This one, not yet anyway. Since yesterday's jump, the Bitcoin price has continued to climb, and at 10 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, it was trading at $28,500, according to Coindesk Indices, up 4.8% over the past 24 hours. Ether was 2.3% higher, trading at $1,725. October is typically a strong month for Bitcoin, with an average performance going back to 2011 of 25%. Bitcoin has delivered a positive performance in October in each of the last four years, yes, including 2022. But patterns can be broken. We saw this last month as Bitcoin rose almost 4%, breaking a six-year trend of negative September returns. Other tokens are also rallying. Earlier today, the tokens of Solana, Arbitrum, Optimism, Cosmos and others were up between 3 and 4% over the past 24 hours. As I mentioned earlier, there doesn't seem to be a clear catalyst here. In part, it could be October psychology. There could also be some excitement around the first Ether Futures ETFs starting to trade today. And there is probably also some momentum chasing involved. Bitcoin has broken above the 50, 100 and 200 daily moving averages, which is a big deal for chart watchers. Whatever the reason, the uptick in interest could be enough to perhaps entice some liquidity providers back into the market. If liquidity improves along with the Bitcoin price, then we are likely to see a further pickup in new investor interest. I'll be keeping an eye on volumes and other liquidity metrics. Over in macro, 
the headwinds are still there, which could keep any crypto rally muted for now. There was some good news on Saturday, though. After a day of hectic negotiations and a barrage of breakthroughs, a US government shutdown was avoided. Both chambers passed a stopgap spending bill that President Biden signed with less than an hour to spare. This means that government employees and all of the related businesses that service government departments can keep on working. This is very good. It's a temporary measure, however, and we could be going through the same type of tension in mid-November. Earlier today, the ISM Manufacturing Index came in better than expected. This data point is based on a survey of purchasing managers at 300 manufacturing businesses and gives some insight into the general direction of manufacturing activity in the U.S. ISM stands for the Institute of Supply Management, the organization that conducts the survey. The main index for September still showed a contraction in activity, but the slowest contraction in 10 months. It's too soon to conclude that the contraction in U.S. manufacturing is bottoming, however. Over in stocks, the strong manufacturing data and the avoidance of the shutdown has failed to boost the mood of the U.S. market. This comes after a fairly grim end to September. On Friday, the S&P 500 closed down three-tenths of a percent, and over September, the index lost almost 5%, its second monthly decline in a row. The index is down 3.7% on the quarter, its first negative quarter in 12 months. This is less than the Nasdaq's decline, which was 4.1% for the quarter, highlighting that the market is moving into risk-off territory. The Nasdaq is even more focused on tech stocks than the S&P 500, which tend to be more sensitive to increases in interest rates. In Europe, markets were feeling good on Friday, with both the German DAX and the Eurostock 600 rising by roughly half a percent. That was not enough to save the month, however. Over September, the DAX dropped 3.5% and the broader European index dropped by 1.6%, the worst monthly performances for both in a year. So far today, weak market sentiment has returned, with all leading European indices down from Friday's close. The outlook for economic growth in Europe is flagging, with the German economy forecast to contract this year. In Asia, Japan's Nikkei index started the fourth quarter on a down note, closing just over three-tenths of a percent lower. So far, this seems like an extension of the negative performance seen last month. The index dropped almost 1.5% in September, losing more than 4% in the quarter. This makes Q3 the first negative quarter for the index in a year. Chinese markets were closed on Friday for the mid-autumn festival and will be closed until next Monday as the country celebrates National Day. Chinese stocks had an ugly third quarter, with the Shanghai Composite registering an almost 3% drop, its second quarterly decline in a row. Chatter is intensifying about more monetary and policy easing to support the market and the economy. This would be good news for Asian markets and for crypto markets since, despite recent bans, China is still a significant source of demand for crypto assets. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index was hit much harder, down almost 6% for the quarter, as its market is more exposed to US interest rates and has also been hit by China's property sector woes. In commodities, the Brent crude benchmark was rising in early trading today after pulling back from the local high of over $96 reached late last week. Earlier today, Brent was trading at $93.62 per barrel. Gold continues to weaken, trading at around $1,830 per ounce, down just over seven-tenths of a percent from the market open. Investor appetite for the metal is being hit by the stronger US dollar. The DXY dollar index was climbing today, up four-tenths of a percent from Friday, and up almost three percent from a month ago. 
Stay tuned. After the break, we'll be talking about Ethereum. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. These cash-settled contracts give full exposure to crypto performance without the hassle of holding the physical position. No digital wallet? No problem. Trade nearly 24-7 in a transparent CFTC-regulated market. Visit cmegroup.com crypto to learn more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Welcome back. In this section, we talk about Ethereum staking and upgrades. But first, let's check in with where we are on the ETFs. There's still some confusion as to which Ether Futures ETFs will end up listing today, and if not today, then when or indeed if. As we record, I don't have clear details on whether or not trading has started, but no doubt more developments will unfold throughout the course of the day. We'll bring you updates tomorrow, so be sure to tune in again then. Meanwhile, Grayscale has submitted a proposal to the US Securities and Exchange Commission to convert its Ethereum trust into a spot ETF. Grayscale is a sister company of Coindesk and a manager of the industry's largest crypto trusts. With this... Grayscale joins at least four other EtherSpot ETF proposals by my latest count. Is approval likely? It very much depends on what happens with the current batch of Bitcoin Spot ETF proposals. In my opinion, these will end up getting approved. And the trading of Ether Futures ETFs means that the same arguments could apply to EtherSpot ETFs as to those for Bitcoin. It's hard to read what the SEC will say about this, though. The agency is unlikely to usher these proposals through without some resistance, but it may not want to engage in more legal battles, risking more public opinion setbacks. Elsewhere in Ethereum, I want to touch on a looming issue to do with Ethereum upgrades and validators, and why this matters. On Friday, Coindesk published a piece written by Christine Kim, Vice President of Research at Galaxy Digital. In this piece, Christine details the issue with the rapid growth in the number of validators on Ethereum. For those of you new to this, Ethereum validators process transaction blocks and maintain network consensus in exchange for a reward. Anyone can become a validator by staking, or locking up in a smart contract, 32 Ether. The Shanghai Capella network upgrade in April activated withdrawals of staked Ether. This made it much less risky to become a validator on Ethereum since you could now withdraw staked and earned Ether. Some analysts worried that this would trigger a network exodus, but the opposite happened. Given the extra flexibility, there was a surge in demand for the opportunity to be an Ethereum validator. After all, an almost 4% yield in Ether awards is not bad, especially since stakers also get to benefit from any price increase. Since April, the number of active validators has increased by over 40%. Without developer intervention, the number of Ethereum validators is set to exceed 1 million by the end of this year. And this is where we start to get to the potential problem. So many validators could make it difficult for the Ethereum network to finalize transactions. This could cause glitches in the crypto ecosystem's largest smart contract platform, which would weaken confidence and basically would be really bad. So, developers are proposing to limit the number of new validators that come on board in a given time frame. 
This slows the growth down and buys the developers some time to come up with a more permanent solution. Why does this matter for the price of Ether? Well, it highlights just how much Ethereum is a new technology that is still evolving. For many investors, this is an added risk factor. For others, this will be just what they are looking for, a way to trade a rapidly evolving new technology that does not involve private equity investment. Unlike private equity, Ether is accessible to all. For more detail on this potentially significant change to Ethereum, check out Christine's piece. We'll put a link in the show notes. Also, for a deeper discussion on staking, over the past few days, Coindesk has been publishing a series of insight and opinion pieces from industry experts as part of its staking week. We'll drop a link to the whole series in the show notes as well. That's it for today's show. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com. Do please send us questions you'd like us to address on the Spotify Q&A. Follow us. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on your platform of choice. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Michelle Musso, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noah Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.